0: Welcome to the Fod-Eater (laughs) Fod-Path. Hey Froth, it's Liren. I gotta tell you man, you sound like a blast to game with. I love the Snurf Medlin song, whatever that word is. That is awesome. (laughs) I love when you share stuff like that. I don't know, it sounds like you really enjoy your games and amuse yourself with it as much as your players and, you know, I just think that's great. So, thank you for sharing. Hey, everybody. It's Froth here. thought of your podcast and blog. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for listening. Happy Sunday. Oh, the fleeting nature of the weekend. Uh, slipping through my fingers. But, you just heard there from Lear and from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. Referencing last week's podcast, um, Session Report, and... Thank you, Lyran. I appreciate that tremendously. Thanks for listening to my stuff, and thanks for your encouragement. I know it uh, means a lot to a lot of the different legendary Anchorites podcasting here on Anchor to hear from you. And yeah, you know, she's talking about last week. uh, uh, I'm running the Night Below box set, and a huge mammoth box set from the second edition era. And the party has uh, encountered these deep gnomes, a.k.a. Snurf Neblin. I believe it's Sferf Neblin, but I'm saying Snurf Neblin, because the SV, it just doesn't work out of my mouth, Surf. But anyway, I try to bring some comedy in my game. You know, to be honest, even if I'm running something that's not meant to be comedic, um, I just can't help myself, so I don't even really try anymore. As a player, if i 'm playing in someone 's game, I can just adjust to what tone they're setting down, but for me, it 's just how I naturally am to have some comedy and i don't want to say not take it too seriously i mean it 's something I do every week, spend a lot of time on, but so it 's not that I don't take it seriously it 's just just my nature, I guess so I had the the deep gnome singing a little little song. we work all day till the middle of the night. From the middle of the morning to the middle of the day, dum dum diddle um day, and where we work all morning to the middle of the day, dum dum diddle um day. So yeah, little stuff like that. Um And actually this session, session we played last night, had some humor into it. Uh, had some humor to it too. We'll start to get into that. Um So the the party right now is kind of on a side quest kind of thing. The uh the deep gnomes. Have offered their assistance to the party as they kind of travel deeper into the underdark, but at a price. You know, they want the the party to help rid them of a of an enemy these trolls that live in a nearby cave to their city maze. And uh, the party not quite feeling up to the task yet at this point, so um, they've kind of gone off on a side quest and are trying to. Take out all these demi humans that are, I mean, not demi humans. Take out all these humanoids that are living in this cave system, uh, in this area called the Great Rock Dale, and so this is really not in the. I mean, the location is in the box set, but I'm using a different module to kind of populate this area and everything, and uh, work off of. So last session, the party had started exploring some of these caves and. They're in a cave now that's inhabited by a bunch of these gnolls, which are kind of like hyena, human, humanoid hyenas, you know, bipedal, but kind of mangy fur and uh, ruthless, savage, not particularly intelligent. So the party had uh, gotten in a few skirmishes last week. And as I mentioned, uh, right now, it is the day of St. Mojo in my campaigns. And this is a a day I do in honor of uh, a player that passed away, a a long-time player in my games, uh, went by the the name Mojo. And so what I do is I make uh, the 12th, the day of his passing, uh, and whenever the 12th of the month happens, there's a, you know, fate kind of favors the party and um, made him the patron saint of, of chance and gaming and luck. And so the party gets a re-roll and then things just qu- kind of sort of bend to favor the party. And so last week I had neglected to mention that towards the end, uh, for example, Marcos went to heal puck and had rolled a one on the Cure light wounds roll, and then I just said that, you know, Mojo intervened and they re-rolled it and it came up an eight. So that's just kind of an example of the little things that sort of happen. So last week, uh we had ended with them um, getting in an encounter with some gnolls, and after the encounter, they had they had rescued this merchant named Bartholomew from uh, from the tor- Knoll torture chamber. But um he ended up really annoying, and at one point he lost his eye to a chicken attack. Don't ask. You have to listen to last week's to hear about that. And he was screaming and everything and making so much noise that they ended up tying him back up again. So I was kind of like, uh, merchants don't have much luck in my games. <laughs> but they tend to be kind of annoying. So, But as all that was happening, all these eyeball shenanigans, the party did not notice a secret panel sliding away and some gnolls coming through, and they, the gnolls surprised them, and that's what we ended on last week. So this week, we jumped right back in with a combat encounter, and man, my dice were hot last night. Uh, online dice, I guess you would say. Not really a, My clicker, my mouse was hot last night, because <laughs> uh, I came out of the you know, in the first, uh, surprise round with two crits back to back. So they just came in a hacking and a slashing on the party and, um, not to bore you too much with, with the combat, but you know, they, the gnolls were getting some hits in and the party was starting to overcome them. One of the gnolls kind of fled back from the way he came through the secret panel and that kind of revealed this other area of the cave. It was basically a few doors kinda of connected and it ended up being where the knoll chieftain, the knoll leader lived with his his grotesque knoll concubines that were just kinda, of, you know, hyenas with lipstick on or just smeared blood on their cheeks like for makeup and um the party utilized some some good spell placement uh, um at one point. Um Marcos the cleric cast hold person and pretty much just held the chieftain, um, in place. And so, um, although they took some damage, nobody was really, nobody went down or anything. And so the party decided to leave one Knoll alive and captive because, uh, Lanix, the magic user can, can speak gnoll and interact with them. So they thought they'd keep one alive to, try to find out more about the cave system and everything and this is where it kind of started to lead into some humor because uh they left the one alive and you know this is of course all unpredictable you know just doing this off the the top of my head but it ended up being pretty funny so I had the one Noel there and at first I didn't have any kind of concept for the personality so the Noel is just you know begging for its life you know please don't kill me no don't kill me and then uh it saw Cass you know the she's the the fighter kind of, uh, pledged to, uh, father Marcos. So I had the Noel say, Oh, you smell good. You smell clean. You're not dirty. You smell clean and start taking a liking to her. And one thing that always kind of happens in the game, the, the players that play Cass and Marcos, they're, they're married in real life. And so to my amusement and for, for the player that plays Cass's amusement, uh, I'll often, it's never anything that makes any kind of negative mechanical effect, but you know, she'll have a chicken. If she has a chicken, it, it it doesn't like Father Marcos, and you know, so stuff stuff at the player that plays Father Marcos' expense or whatever. So I had the the uh, the Noel, who I ended up naming Grok. Grok, I, I just say now this gets a little. this gets a little, I, I guess, vulgar, slightly vulgar or more like potty humor. Like I'm in my mid forties, but, uh, I'm not above a little potty humor. So take this, you know, caution, you know, trigger warning, potty humor. <laughs> but anyway, I say that, you know, the knoll's just like relieving himself instead of it's not like a stream. It's like a like a horse peeing. You know, it's just like a, a someone turning a bucket over, um, and the the the, the Noel Grok just like you know spills. Describe it as spilling urine all over Marcos's boots. You know, so instantly Cass is starting to like Grok. It's kind of like, maybe we shouldn't kill him because you know, he's peeing on Father Marco, but uh, Grok is. Uh, as they're starting to ask Grok questions, I'm starting to, to, you know, on the fly, develop more of a personality for Grok, and Grok is kind of just a easy come, easy go, you know, kind of aloof, um, you know, simple philosophy, no, and it's like, no, hey, you know, keep me alive, uh, I promise, I won't stand above you why, you know, I won't stand above you while you sleep, I'll barely, you know... There's no way I'm going to kill you while you sleep, you know? I won't even kill you while you sleep, not even once, I promise, you know? And so they start asking Grok about what, you know, the rest of the cave and everything, and Grok is able to describe a little bit, but can't count, you know, doesn't know numbers, so when they ask how many knolls there are, are like, ah, could be, I don't know, a, a few, some? And, uh, Grok starts saying things like, oh, you know, it's simple. You know, they ask Grok if there's any, are there any magic using Nulls? And Like, Oh, no, we don't have no magic, no magic. What about a priest? Oh, no religion. No, no. Life's simple for Grok. You know, eat, sleep, spill urine, have some laughs, You know, eat, sleep, spill urine that's a Grok life, simple life, no religion, you know, <laughs> so the party, uh, <clears throat> finds a hidden passage, uh, Puck, the dwarf, is able to detect some recent stone work at the end of, uh, one of the hallways that Grok is, Grok has no idea is actually a, a hidden passage, and they ask Grok to go and, you know, smell at it, and so Grok goes and smells at it, and Grok thinks that, Oh, now I remember, you know, Grok is explaining that some of their stuff, the old stuff from their storeroom has gone missing and been stolen. uh, um, Especially like some hams and stuff that they stole from these traveling merchants, some cured meats and stuff. And he says he can smell them through the door. So whatever's past, not the door, but the fake stonework. So the party knows that there's a passage there that leads to a cave full of you know, likely some other different kind of humanoids. And, uh, Grok tells a story about how Bebo, his friend got wrongly accused of having stolen the hams. But, you know, everyone say Bebo did it, but I don't think Bebo did it, but, uh, Chieftain killed Bebo anyway. And, you know, we cut Bebo open and look inside and no ham. So it was not Bebo. And, this sort of thing. So everybody starts liking Grok and it's funny, you know, they're like nicer to the knoll than they were to any of the merchants, you know. <laughs> they send the merchants off to the, the funny farm, but, but Grok the Knoll who were there they were just in mortal combat with, and, you know, now it's like Grok can, can be the dog. Grok offers to be um Cass's dog. i will be a dog for you. I'll be seven foot long mangy dog for you. We we have a good time. So the party has heard from grok that there are a couple other areas that are still inhabited in the cave one is like a um a large uh kind of dining hall area and then another like sleeping area so the party decide to go and uh explore further and 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 find these areas so puck having infravision kind of sneaks away from the party sneaks down and can see that there is this dining area that's probably got eight or nine knolls in there and so uh grok offers to uh to try to lead them out into an ambush i'll tell them i have a ham bone i yell hey big ham bone grok have a ham bone and you don't and you know and, and get all the knolls to lead them out into an ambush and so take a quick break and that's what happens next And now, a word from our sponsors. Alright, we're back. So I should mention real quick that uh, they did find some decent stuff in the Chieftain's Quarters. Uh, The main, the coolest thing was this uh, Wand of Paralization. So, cool item here. Uh, Pretty powerful. I mean, it does require a saving throw, but magic user can just point the wand at someone and shoot this little, you know, blue beam that will paralyzed creatures, um, didn't have a lot of charges left on it, but the knolls that didn't even know what they had, it was just kind of piled up with some firewood, and, uh, so anyway, you know, Grok goes down by the, you know, the, the mess hall, so to speak, and, and starts saying, hey, I got a ham bone, Grok got a ham bone, and, uh, trying to tempt the other Knolls out, and it works, they come just running after Grok, trying to get the hand bone away from him, and, uh, it leads, uh, leads them into a, kind of a choke point hallway, and so, uh, get into an encounter there, and, uh, again, I don't want to go round for round, might be kind of boring, but the party does a, does another good job, um, the cleric starts chanting, um, Zanrul, the cleric, starts chanting, which is a cool, um, cool spell, you know, 30 foot radius, um, helps the party, hurts the others, you know, they get a plus one to attacks and saves and it's minus one for, for the, uh, for the enemies. So that's a good spell. If you've got a cleric just willing to be the anchor there and do that, it gives a nice little kind of swing to it. So Xanril's chanting to Zagig and, you know, they've got, uh, four henchmen that are helping out, man-at-arms, shooting down the hallway, and um, they paralyze a couple, and then um, Cass has got that plus two long spear that I mentioned, and it's it's awesome. She sees attacking from a rank behind uh, the the front line, and it ends with this glorious, she, she hits a crit, so I have it stick through one of the gnolls mouth out the back of its neck into the next one behind it and just kill them both and just, you know, shower, uh, father Marcos with blood. So you now Marcos, you know, his boots are boots in the bottom of his pants are just soaked with gnoll urine. And um, out of the top, you know, everything else is just covered in gore and blood. So, and so, uh, Grock, Start starting, you know, life funny sometimes, you know, when you think about it, life funny. I mean, these gnolls, I spend my, they're my friends. I spend my whole life with them, you know, um, I, I know them my whole life and then now help you kill them, you know, life funny sometimes, you know, my friends, I know them my whole life. Uh we eat together, we laugh together, you know, you know, and then now I help somebody kill them, you know, who knows life funny, you know. So, anyway, uh, we'll see where Grok goes. Still kind of developing Grok, but um, one thing that the player that plays Lanix mentioned is kind of almost like Mongo from Blazing Saddles, you know? Mongo just pawn and Game of Life, (laughs) and it it was a little bit of that, had crept into it. I love Mel Brooks' movies, you know, Um, High Anxiety, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, uh, those are probably my three favorites, those are just masterpieces, and uh, so there was a little Mongo in uh, Grok, and, um, but it was just fun, um, it took it from me, and just, you know, just pure hack and slash dungeon crawl, which is fun, don't get me wrong, but uh, the unexpected addition of Grok, you know, had they just decided to kill all the gnolls, none of that would have happened, but since they kept one alive, and sometimes with improvis- improvisation, it just kind of, you know, it doesn't come fully formed out of your mouth when given the opportunity, but the more you kind of play around, it starts to shape itself into something and that's, that's kind of what happened with it. So now they've got this seven foot, knoll, you know, seven foot tall, uh, noel this, uh, easy come easy go, um, kind of, uh, simple philosophy you know uh noel um that's gonna be with them and who knows whether you know it's it's definitely in in grok's nature to betray them at some point but for now grok seems happy you know they threw him a couple of biscuits you know he's like hey you know life good you know This, this good change you know i eat sleep spill urine spill urine all over the place um but your life's simple, you know, and life funny sometimes, you know, you know, the, you have friends, you grow up with friends, you know, friends your whole life. Next thing you know, you help kill your friends. Life funny, you know? So anyway, um, we talked a little bit about people have different vacations and things coming up. So I know towards the end of July, I'm going to go down to the beach for a week. We're going to go down for as a family and have some fun. So I'll miss one at least one session, maybe two sessions. And I'll definitely be missing some podcasts that week. I'm expecting my listens to just plummet. But that that's the price you pay when you take vacations. And I'd rather have the vacations than the listens. No offense to listeners out there. <laughs> sure y'all feel the same way um so we'll see we're definitely on for next it uh, seems like we're on for next week despite the holiday I, um, but we might if we if enough players have to miss then maybe we won't have a game but so it ended with them more or less having cleaned out this knoll cave they know that there's a hidden passageway, or you know a hidden passage into a, another cave they discovered and they think there are a few more gnolls alive somewhere in the cavern um in the cavern that uh in like the sleeping quarters area or something so not much to it we kind of got a late start because a couple players were late and uh but had a few combat encounters and met grok the gnoll so that's what happened anyway i hope you enjoyed listening um sure do appreciate people listening to the show. Thank you, Liren, for calling in. I appreciated that. Um, So next you'll hear from me. It's Top 3 Tuesday. I've got a couple ideas. I got a call from RFED just this morning with an idea, so I'll start thinking about that. So that's the next you'll hear from me. If you want to send me a message, you can do so on the Anchor app, or you can email me at frothsoftfrothsof at gmail.com. Check out the Thought Eater blog, frostsoftdnd.blogspot.com. Thank you to the folks backing me on Patreon. If you're interested in supporting my program, blog, other stuff I'm doing, um, it is patreon.com forward slash Thought Eater, and it's just one single tier. It's just $1 a month. I mean, you can choose to pay more, but the basic, uh, basic support tier there is just a buck a month. Check that out. Logan. Let's party. Platypus, a psychic grenade. Zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind. Bum bum